Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Laurel Langmire's weekly market awareness update. Very happy to have you here as we're going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to many of you in our community. Before we get started, this is a live and interactive event. So whether you're on social media or here in our Zoom room, want to have you typing into the chat box, participating with us as we speak on today's topic, uh, and understand that this is a live event. So you'll be able to ask questions on anything that Laurel says. You'll be able to interact appropriately. Uh, So what I would like to do as we get started here, go ahead, type into the chat box, uh, not only where you where you coming from, uh, but today, Laura, what what question would you like to have them start off with given today's topic? Yep, straight up on the screen. How should failure be dealt with by entrepreneurs? So uh, maybe share a failure or a question that you have. We have all sorts of comments. So I'm going to start by reading some of them. Some of my, like, it was so, really fun, actually. Jim Britt's an old dear friend of mine. I haven't seen him in years. I love that he was in here. He said, you know, to truly successful entrepreneur, rather success uh, versus failure exists. If something doesn't keep moving forward, uh, if something you know works, they should keep moving. Um, a lot of good comments, um, just from a lot of people. Richard Anderson, love him. Uh, it's never a failure. It's always a lesson to move on. Kelly Owens, right? Pick up your <laughs> pick your ass up, evaluate what happened, figure out what's wrong, fix it, try again. So we had enormous social uh, interaction around this, and I would say it's the same thing. I don't believe that there's ever a failure, right? It's a and you know just to use some of the cliche, you say, well, it's lessons and lessons to be learned. Um, so specifically, though, today uh, here we're we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the number one strategy for preventing it like from ever happening and working around it because you're going to have ups and downs. Let's just call it that. I always call it the good, the bad, the interesting. Right. Um, And there will always be interesting. And I actually think those of you that are getting more sophisticated as entrepreneurs, the challenges get a little more intense, but then the rewards get even bigger. Um, I always say it's God's way of seeing if you're serious about this, uh, because, you know, successful entrepreneurialism and becoming a multimillionaire or even just your first million, uh, it's not for the weak at heart, not in this environment uh, and all of this, you know, dynamic that's going on. On the other side of it, I mean, to fail in this environment, I'm going to say it's a choice because it is the richest environment to become a millionaire and to make money because the volatility you've got so many options. I mean, here's what I'm going to say about fail, failing or just opportunities. You have so many problems to solve right now, right? And with some of the best entrepreneurs solve the biggest problems. So how big a bite at the apple do you want? How big a problem do you want to knock off? I mean, my medical marijuana project, right? It's called Mom's Meds. Kind of inherit what's going to do, right? It's all a complete campaign about the white opiates and the amount of just addiction that's going on and just, you know, changing all that. You're going to see that all coming out in 2022. So we're going to talk about how, what's the number one strategy to prevent or work around failure. We're going to talk about how to avoid making emotional decisions. And that one is huge. So all of you, including you women, you tend to do that a little more than men. Um, And then who are the people in your life that you really need to put around you? And 
Do you need to be looking at failure so it doesn't stop you in your tracks? And I'll tell you some lessons from Bob Proctor. So get a pen and paper. This is going to be, I'm just going to go, go, go down some content pieces and answer these questions. Before I do that, though, Thomas, I wasn't following along in the chat as I was chatting along. Anything that we need to kind of address or questions to add in as we do this? One of the first questions about failure that's near and dear to you to your heart um, they don't say it this way, but they suggest if they're not good at sales, they said it differently. Should you pay someone to do it or must you learn it yourself? Well, here's what I would say is stop. First of all, get rid of the word sales because you have an aversion to it. It's sort of like most people that we teach have an aversion to the word debt. Right. And I can tell you most of my multimillionaires are living in the world of good debt and taking it on with a vengeance because it's free. Money is free all over the place right now. So if you have an aversion to the word that you got to just replace it. So I would first replace the word with serve. Do you want to help people or not? And if you're going to help people, then you get back to my marketplace and you practice that ask, sell, ask muscle. Um, so yes, you can outsource it, but how are you going to hire someone to train a script that you don't even know yourself? So I know people have done it. Uh, but I think it's a long walk. And for most of the people in our community, you have to be the one generating saying, right? So, I mean, you know the script I teach you in the marketplace, which by the way, this Thursday and Friday, 13 hours, 10 to six on Thursday, 10 to three on Friday, graduates join at three o'clock on Friday, and then we continue through the weekend. But we review that and we review that and it's a muscle. And again, my script would be, my name is Laurel. I'm a money expert. What's the one thing I can help you with today? It's that simple. So you're either not doing it, you're unwilling to do it, you really don't want to make money uh, and maybe get a job. So <laughs> I say that because I, I just, I, don't, I, I think you have to be the one to come up with the origination of the script on what your product or service is going to do and what problem it's going to solve. If you can't come up with at least the initial script, um, I think you're going to have a hard time. Can, like how, how are you going to train anybody? Can you? And yes, I mean, we have a whole team that works on our sales side and our registration side. And once you're scripted, then you can outsource all of it to be done. But you got to come up with the original scripts. I do have a whole team, though, if you want to. Um, so I know, Thomas, you're putting that in. Uh, wow. Steve, on our side, will you make sure that 9200 is getting answered by Kristen right now? As uh, we've got uh, some team out right now today. So I just want to make sure that number is being integrated. There we go. He said, of course it is. Um, if you want to join a team, I'm putting together a fun team. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but you can call the office and say, hey, I want to be a part of that team where you can see a system, you can see sales, you can see the process, and then you know take those skills and go out on your own. So we are forming a little bit of a different team around the uh, house here because we do have a lot of people that have that issue. And you know, like I know, Thomas, we're in the marketplace together every three weeks. So if you have that issue... Um, just, you know, work on someone else's team would be the other advice I would have is work on somebody else's team selling something else. I mean, I started selling Kiyosaki stuff. I didn't have stuff to sell. So sometimes, especially you women, you have a weird energy about feeling like you're bragging or, you know, that, that you can't sell other, sell your own stuff. So sell other people's stuff. So we're huge fans of direct sales, affiliate marketing and sell something else for a little minute while you kind of get the energy and the momentum of being a good entrepreneur, then come back over to your own stuff would be another uh, piece of advice that I would tell all of you. All right. So, and Callie, you should call in for that because uh, we are doing a good, we're doing a great team around that. Kamal should call in for that. Honor, you need to call in for that. 
I just know a lot of you and I know where you've been stuck. So I'm like, call in. Kristen can take your name and say, uh, I want to join the team and uh, we'll get right back to you. All right. So, um, so, so, so let's go into this. So what's the number one uh, thing for preventing, uh, you know, work and failure uh, or just preventing that whole failure energy? And you're not even going to like the answer, but it's due diligence, right? Have you done enough homework? Did you put enough plan together? Or did you, and it kind of goes to the second part, did you just emotionally jump? Now, I'm the total yes girl, so you got to know if I've had challenges in my life, it's because I jump and then say, oh, shit, the cliff's a little steep here, you know, it's like, oh, it's a little far down. But the other part that I learned really early, 17 to 21, is how do you enroll people to help? And so I think a lot of you don't have enough people on your team or even resources to be on your team. If you think about like even during the marketplace, how many of you rigorously took on the T-sheet? right? Where you, you actually got the team, you met people throughout the whole marketplace. I mean, we're headed north of 80 people coming to this next one, new people that haven't been before. Um, there's probably maybe, maybe five, six that are repeats. The rest are all brand new people. So with rigor, do you take on truly networking? So I would say, okay, so Thomas, and I'd write his name down. I'd get his permission to get his phone number and his email. And then the next thing I think a lot of you forget, and you don't think like team is what is Thomas good at? Well, he can put his hands on the keyboard. He can actually make all this technical stuff work for you. So, and if you say, well, I don't have the money. Well, that's a different issue. We got to solve making some money. Uh, but a lot of you, you need just to have resources available. So when you're standing on that cliff going, oh, I you know, said yes and didn't realize the cliff's as far down that you can grab teammates as fast as you can. And whether you revenue share or however you create that deal, a lot of you don't resource people fast enough to get yourself some help. Um, and what I see is a lot of you, you, you go into paralysis versus say an activation and continue to move. So that's a huge part of it. Due diligence is running numbers, right? And you say, well, that's, I don't understand math. Well, it's P&Ls and balance sheets and primarily in an opportunity uh, for the most part, you're, most of you that are out there and you're listening live, you're looking at a P&L. Like, is it gonna provide any revenue and what are the expenses gonna be associated? And, and is it worth it? Like, I don't know how many people jump into real estate transactions and don't thoroughly look through the numbers. And what are the, the tenant costs? I mean, right now, anybody that's approaching the real estate space better look at material costs. You better look at the supply chain. You better look at a lot of issues. Uh, work. I mean, <clears throat> the number one problem we have in Boise and a lot of other markets, but I know specifically because my husband and I and the Christovich family are up there, is finding humans who will work. <clears throat> still a massive issue. So really doing due diligence. I mean, who's already gone before you? I mean, before you jump into something, make a list, three to four or five, you know, people, I call them model companies. Who's already doing it successful? And the bigger one, who's doing it successful in this environment, right? I don't care if they made it anything pre-19, that's like a cakewalk compared to this, this environment. So you have, all of you probably have to upgrade your model companies. Who are you really looking at? Who are you watching? that you want to become that, that whatever, that company, that person, uh, you want to be the best in that industry. Does that industry even work right now? I mean, is it even thriving right now? Some of you are still beating, you know, what we would consider, you know, a dead opportunity. All right. <clears throat> so due diligence is absolutely number one, critical, critical, critical. And again, building that team. So when you need help, you have people to call. Right? And you have them at your Rolodex. You have them in that keep CRM that we talk about. 
Um, I love that some of you think, I'm going to say this too about failing. Some of you are failing because you've heard for years and years what we told you to do, and you still either aren't incorporated, which by the way, Thomas, how many days? Is it 77 today? 74. I was off on our coaching call yesterday. So Ooh. 74 days until the end of 2021 and only 37 days until Thanksgiving of this year. So the year is winding away fast. It's going away really fast. And so being incorporated, not a suggestion, right? So if you want to put in um, Steve behind the scenes, put in Scott's phone number, call Scott now, right? Say, I just got off uh, the Ask Laurel broadcast. Like, call Scott now. There, go to asklaurel.com forward slash entity. The other thing is not a suggestion. Keep, you have to have a database. You've got to move people from following to monetizing them as a client inside your database. You can't like keep avoiding some of these things. They're necessary. Uh, so I think, you know, what we tell you aren't suggestions just because we need you to do them because we need you to be busy. I think we're probably one of the most efficient communities of getting straight to money and straight to action and avoiding all the fluff. In fact, some of you would probably like me to a little be more fluffier and make it happen. Um, again, reaching out to your mentors and coaches. A lot of you, you've hired us to be your coach. We haven't heard from you. Haven't seen you on phone calls. Show up in your life to what you say is important to you. And um, I think the big one, though, I, I have to say is uh, when it comes to emotional decisions that cause you to fail, it's because you didn't have a plan. And I want to take the emotion out of it. I want to take even, I mean, due diligence is a portion of the planning, but just basic business planning. And again, we have our building leading protecting. That is just, even if you just cut to the middle of it, right? Get rid of the vision at the front. Assume you already have the team. Do your strategies and tactics. I mean, just if, if you if you say, well, what, what what's the minimum I have to do to plan? What are the strategies that are going to, that are going to create money for you? Right. So if you look at an initiative or you look at a project, where's the revenue going to come from? Like I'll take the black hole, right? The black hole is we are underway. Raiders are having a great season. And so people say, well, what, what is the black hole? What's the membership of the Raider Nation, the NFL Raider football team? So where are the strategies? Well, strategies and membership, people pay to be a member. People pay for merchandise. People pay for tailgate parties. They'll come and have a party. We just got a huge contract. In fact, we're probably going to have a big table there. It's the World Resorts. It's going to be right on the strip. And we're going to have a huge watch party, tailgate party there. Um, and then we also have sponsors. So then we get revenue from uh, the amount of hotels, food, and beverages, and all the money spent at that resort. So, I mean, one person joining membership are four different strategies for revenue. Then you say, all right, well, there's a way to make money. Right. So how so at least write down three to four. If you think about it our way, what's your funnel? What are the ways you're going to make money? Then the next breakdown is what are your tactics? How is that going to happen? Right. So think of our funnel the way we teach you in the marketplace. So I just gave you four very specific ways that build on each other in a funnel of how if you were in the black hole, how you would as an owner make money. That's what we do. That's how we make money. So how do you go get members? And the tax hooks would be every way we think about getting members from Facebook lives to text, to emails, to reaching out to chapters across the world. I mean, lots of ways to get members. And how do you get more merchandise sales? How do you get more watch party sales? How do you get more sponsorship sales? So same thing with any other company, right? And I just actually like that I didn't use mine too, because <laughs> usually we're always using mine, Thomas. So I thought, well, it's a fresh, <laughs> it's a fresh new example. But strategies and tactics are where a lot of you don't plan and think, can I get this done? And if your answer is, I can't, that's fine. So then who can help me get this done? 
So I have the best optimum choice and opportunity to make the most money. And again, this is where mentoring and coaching with people who have made a lot more money than you is critical. And I can tell you, a lot of you are not reaching out enough. Um, those of you that are clients that are inside the system, you got to like reach in further. And uh, we have so much help from fast cash to the marketplace. Um, those are just weekly, every three weeks to like today, laser calls for big table. I mean, there's not a program or a process that we have that there are not phone calls for you to get support. But you have to raise your hand and say, I need it. A couple of things, though, by the end of the year, 74 days incorporating is critical. Um, I get a flip account. So you start putting your money away into somewhere that's safe. It's a software. I'm not giving you financial advice by telling you to go there. And uh, you got to get a database. So you got to get some of these things done. So, Steve, if you want to put our keep link in there, it's only 49 bucks a month. I mean, heck, ClickFunnels is 100. Some of you are using ClickFunnels. So you don't even have a database to like run them through. And uh, yeah, put the flip account. So put our flip link and our keep link in there. Um, let's see. So what else, anything else I think I should talk to, reach out to the people in your life. Again, reach out to your mentors and coaches. And, you know, some of it's just your own narrative. You know, I just, the failure is just, it's interesting. I mean, do you really fail? No, things don't work out. Oh, I was going to give you. So the two tips, critical tips that Bob Proctor taught me early, and I kind of didn't get them. So I'll say them and you might have to let them sink in. He says, so when you get, you know, clipped, fail, something didn't work, um, like make the duration of the pain as short as you can and make sure it doesn't cut very deep, right? Because some people have an issue, have a thing happen, right? And some of it's traumatic. Let's talk about, I mean, you know, somebody, you had a big injury, you, I mean, when it's health related, I mean, a lot can happen to you, but in all cases, whether it's health related, money related, family related, you know, relationship related. I mean, if you know it's not working, notice how many of you just keep beating the drum like it's going to be a different tone. It's just not, right? So, you know, uh, we already know, like in our world, if we push on something for a while and it's not working, it's not supposed to, at least not then, right? And I can give you, I don't know, what do you think, Thomas, a thousand examples of where we just, you know, we shifted away from that because it was just, oh, yeah. when, it's too, when it's too hard, mm -hmm. it's just not now. It's just not supposed to be now. It's like, look at our book. I mean, Make Kids Millionaires. My God, that thing is at least a year, two years in the making, and it's not mm -hmm. going to launch until April of 2022. Yeah. You know, that's just been a huge duration project. And it didn't fail. It just took different turns. And it took right. different, you know, spaces. And, you know, it weaved around. And what was about a year ago is I think when you and Kyle and I were brainstorming and said, why not go to McGraw-Hill? Let's put it up. It's going to be the fourth book. It'll be the final of the chapters. You can make a millionaire. You can do a seven-figure business with your cash machine. You can do well cycles to how you invest. And uh, you figure out how to make your kids millionaires. You've completed the cycle. So you're going to see us launch four books with that game that's up there, right? All of that's going to be a new Millionaire Maker package going out in 2022. So I can name Project after Mom's Meds. That's taken, you know, just duration. Anyone in the construction business has got duration on their side right now. I mean, you've got to have some along. Sam, and it didn't mean to fail. You're just going to take a different path because the costs to do a lot of these developments are so outrageous. Um, I was uh, talking to a gentleman in Hawthorne where uh, our project is, the cannabis project, and he said he, his costs across the board, because he's in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere, are up 389% from his original bids. 
389%. Insane. So does that mean he fails? No, he's just not going to make us the most profit. So, you know, we sat down and had a beer and brainstormed all sorts of different ways that he could create more monetization out of that plot of land. Like what else could he do? How else could he create more uh, revenue out of, you know, what it is? So your life's going to serve you up some lemons. I can guarantee that. What I can't guarantee is can you make it lemonade? And the smarter people that you have around you, the better chance you're going to be in making that uh, creative solution. Will it be the solution and the big thing that you wanted it to be? Maybe, maybe not. But just to lay stuff down and say you failed. I don't know. Is that really who you want to be? I think that's what it's got to drive a lot of you. But I do like, I mean, I've always lived by that. Um, I don't even remember when Bob told me or what we were referring to, but you know, it's like, you know, make, make the pain as short as possible and don't let it cut too deep. And then honestly, I'd say for a lot of you stop the narrative. And that's probably the biggest one is how long are you still telling the story? And you know, right now, if I asked you, or you could write down probably 10 names of people who have a story that's 10 years old, five years old. Oh, but that happened to me, blah, 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 blah. So what? I mean, I was asked this, I was asked the question. I wrote about it in my Yes Energy book when we lost our database, Thomas. And I don't even remember like who asked me that. And it was so long ago. I don't even I actually didn't remember hardly any of the details. Cause when I say delete it, like delete it, like I don't You're know. We, we got over it. Like yeah. it was so what now what? Yep. So what that happened? Yeah, it sucked. Yep. It was manual data entry. Thank God I kept every those little t-sheets. Yep. And registration cards from every event I'd ever spoke at in boxes all over this office. And uh, we manually hired crews today to enter that whole darn database back in. Mm-hmm. So, what ha- but I don't remember. I remember being kind of caught off guard. They're like, tell us the date. And I'm like, I don't even remember. So, you don't, my point is, you don't want to remember. You just yeah. want to say, you know what? That's what happened. It, it was an interesting time, short. Cut it sweet and then and then don't continue to drone on about it. Like, oh, but I can't do this because blah, blah, blah. And I can't do this because of blah, blah, blah. Like, is that story serving your future progress? You know, who do you really want to be in this? And I think a lot of you don't have that bigger vision. And mm-hmm. if you want to say, well, I'll decide who I want to be when this pandemic's over, it's it's droning on for a while. So you got to kind of decide inside of whatever we're in who you want to be in this. Right. Why I'm building this team is inflation's out of control right now. I mean, gas prices in some areas of the country are 100 percent. Right. They were under two dollars. They're over five dollars. Last I checked the math. Um, It's it's insane. The one thing that is inflationary proof and you're going to hear us talk a lot more is direct sales because they've already built revenue models and payout models. They're going to have to recreate their entire infrastructure to change what they charge you and they won't. Uh, There's not a company that I've heard of that, and I've talked to a lot of world leading economists. So direct sales, um, every once in a while, you'll help me get on a little rant about it, but I can tell you that that is inflationary proof. So you can uh, protect your spending, the downside spending. Um, But anyway, so again, it's being creative at all moments. Who do you want to be? Like, I want to be a problem solver. I want to be creative. So come up with those adjectives. Who do you want to be? And then live to that, live to that, live to that. So what, now what? Uh, and, and if people go, and I'm going to go to the other side, some of you also tolerate that behavior. You'll hear your whoever friend or family member tell the same story a hundred times. And you know who I'm talking about. <clears throat> Here's a nice, graceful way. You say, so could you just get to the end of the story? 
That's kind of the way I just kind of cut. <laughs> I just hear the end of the story. And it's just a nice, graceful way to say, like, I don't want to hear another 20 minutes of the same story I've heard 10 times. And part of that is you teach people how to treat you. And if you're tolerating it, you're not just being nice. You're actually not serving them because it's not serving them to have that story go on and on and on. So anything you want to add? I know it was like a huge. Well, it's, I think it's critical. I think a lot of people sometimes too, Laurel, get lost up in the story because they're not seeing the success. And they want to have something to fall back on. Whereas if you look in the MIT group, that, that link that I just put up there, you'll notice a recurring thing. Everyone's talking about Eric Lofholm said it, right? Get off the mat and get right back to it. You know, yeah. Kelly said, go, you know, get, learn what happened, but get back out there, right? The theme is you don't stop. You take, like Mike Tyson basically said, everyone has a plan until they get punched. Right. What are you going to do once you get punched and it's to continue the fight, continue on appropriately. Don't let that story become you, your narrative as to why you're not realizing success, because it's honestly a BS cop out. We'll just call it what it is. Yep. Um, I think Courtney asked. That's a good question. She's my friend always gets hurt. So you got to frame it from the place of, you know, friend. I always I, I understand you always get hurt, but it's not serving you to have this continued narrative. You repeating the same story. How is it serving your life? I actually care more about you than you do at this moment. One of my best friends and Steve knows uh, this story. And I actually dedicated the millionaire maker to a, her because um, Diane passed Diane Derby. But she taught me this very kind of direct, but wrap it up with humor approach. And she said it best. If you know that somebody's doing something and it's it's not serving them and it's not hurting them, it's actually a very selfish move on your part to hold it in because you don't want to hurt their feelings. No, you got to find a way to frame it to say, I'm really here to serve you. And if you come from that place of, of service and heart, not like, oh my God, you're doing that again and very judgmental and critical. So just notice the adjectives and the words and the energy that follow. You come from a place of service, you will change that. And then you have to follow it through and say, I mean, I'm not going to listen. I mean, I'm going to support you by not listening to it again. And actually, let's create a new narrative together. What could it be? And again, your future pacing people, who do they want to be? Who are they in right. the world? Yep. What yeah. do they look like? Yep. And by the way, Eric Lothholm is part of our big table. Table 10. It's so funny. I always remember his number. I said, how do you <laughs> remember my number? I said, I don't know. I just remember funny things about different people. So uh, I'm just looking through anything else. And I think we're good. I do have a couple of questions, though, that came in from this week, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, yes, you do. We, I know um, some of them um, are into real estate. So then we're talking a little bit more about debt corporate entities. Yep. Um, so right. I can get started on the top and go through there. However you want me to do that, Laurel? Um, yeah. And one thing too, I just got to keep saying, I am not a financial planner and I can ask you. And for a lot of you, when you ask a one sentence question without any description, I mean, you're asking anybody to throw a dart at the wall because there's so many other questions from a responsible place. You know, best way to hold a title for your personal home is, right, is an right. investment property or an LLC. I would say, well, how much money do you make? How big's your estate? How big's your legacy? Do you have a legacy? What's your plan with the house? Right. I mean, see, I have a million more questions than I have an answer. So, yes, do I have clients that hold their house, personal residence, which isn't a personal residence, then by law, it actually is held in an LLC and then you become a renter. That's a very strategic, high level strategy, not for the normal human. 
right? Um, my my son came up with this funny word, just so a uh, narp. He, he calls me a narp on a show the other day. I said, "What's a narp?" He said, "Oh, it's a non-athletic non-athletic regular person." <laughs> I said, "Oh, is that what athletes like call people?" And he's you know we walk around and we say those are narps. And I'm said, "Oh, so well, I'm not a narp because I actually was athletic in my you know younger days." I think probably, but I I don't know why it had me say that. But for the narps of the world, yeah, for the um, non lives with non high net worth as a high net worth strategy. Cause what happens when you put your house in and you take it out of your personal name, you lose your right to then move it forward and have 250 to 500,000 as, you know, as a profit forward that you don't have to pay tax on. So you lose ha- massive tax strategies if you do that. But on the other side, you know, again, it's a big, big question. How do I run different businesses simultaneously? You don't do any of that unless one of them at least making a hundred grand. You're not going to have five things scattered that make no sense. So can you, um, and how do you do it? A team, a team and a plan. So I run, I don't even know. I would only want to count the number at this moment, a lot. Um, and thank God I have a team and these folks who support around it and all of my chaos that I bring with it. That was it. Steve's going, I know. Um, when you have debt, um, how do you factor in the payback as you're aiming to move forward? Go to page 194 of the Millionaire Maker book. It's a complete pay down schedule. It tells you exactly what to do. You will focus on one part of debt and then you pay down the rest as it uh, moves on. Um, do you have to do minutes in a corporation? Absolutely. Including an LLC, which most people don't think. And don't go to legal Zoom. They'll tell you you don't have to. It's not true. You do. Can you have two very different businesses under one corporation? Depends on liability, depends on uh, if you have a license, it depends on whether humans interact with that business, depends on the asset value. So yes, and there's always a yes, and in a lot of my answers. Um, Can you explain a way a Canadian can acquire an LLC? Just call us. That's easy. Scott can set you up an LLC. You can use his address, my address. We have a lot of Canadians. I'm married to a Canadian. Guess what? Canadian addresses here in Nevada, Northern Nevada with us. So absolutely we do that. If I had $170,000 in a 1031 exchange, where would I put it? Again, what do you want? What's the rest of your world look like? You know, do you have the patience and tolerance for tenants? Do you want to do a short-term rental? Do you want to put it into land? You want to develop it? You want to sell it? Um, Buy an RV park? I don't know. What do you want to do with it? I would move it. And I want to start a tourism business. I would be very, very cautious about tourism businesses. Um, self surprising in Kenya. Do they have to have vaccines straight out of the gate? You got all sorts of blocks. You got vaccinations. You've got negative tests. You've got every issue that puts health at the forefront of your business as an ungodly risk. So I'm not saying no, um, but what an interesting, odd time to start that one. I mean, if it was me, I'd say hell no, and I'd run as far away. Do I love safaris? I think they're the greatest thing I've ever done. And my kids and I will go back. Well, our family will go back one day, not today, right? So lots of issues around that. And I think you have, you know, just like anytime you do with the public, especially in the health category today, you take on enormous risk. That isn't really yours to be bothered with. So you better have huge, the insurance alone, I would check out the insurance alone and if you could even afford that. And... I think we're good. Um, should I start a corporation? If you're 18, yes. <laughs> That's my answer. Yes. If you want the benefits of tax strategies, yes, 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 yes. 
So I thought that was a, those are kind of fun. We answered a bunch of different questions. Yeah. Uh, but I love our topic. I think it's really important that you just frame your life. Uh, you know, what we should do is, um, you know, go re- go read Yes Energy if you haven't read Yes Energy in a while. Um, watch The Secret. You know, listen to Expression of Your Power. I have tons of work that can help reframe that part of your life and how you can just live it from a so what now what. Not like an arrogant, irresponsible so what now what. It's don't drone on about all the things that have happened. So they've happened. I can promise you they've happened to other people too. It's how you respond and move forward that's going to cause you to be super successful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Thomas, I'm going to, I know we're going to like, part of what we're doing here on our Ask Laurels is we're including you and really inviting you to subscribe to our new YouTube channel, which is just on fire and crushing it. And we have so much education. I do... 20 videos in a day, and it's so many topics and so much critical information that all of you need. Coming soon, we have a whole version of cryptocurrency, which will then feed into Kelly's cryptocurrency. So if you want to give the link to, um, yes, thank you, Dr. Jean Hess, the YouTube channel does rock. It is phenomenal, on fire, and we want you to go over and watch it. But I think we're going to, are we going to tee up a little bit of a video here? Yeah, we actually want to show one example of what one of those videos looks like, answering common money questions that people are having that we talk about in our community. Uh, again, go to asklaurel.com slash YouTube to find the rest of the video that we're about to show you. Go ahead and subscribe so you get the notifications. As soon as those videos come out, you can watch Laurel's latest um, teaching about that subject and just learn a little bit more about um, not only about money, but a lot of you are in wanting to be in the content space. And Laurel does a phenomenal job of creating these videos and showing showcasing them as a way to help uh, uh, show what you can do on YouTube. Uh, so I know we get a lot of questions in the community. How can I do YouTube videos that look well? Just like Laurel would say, R&D, look at what she does and try to do something similar uh, within your space. So I think Steve's going to have that popped up here in just a second. We'll show that uh, do a little bit more. There we go. Awesome. And Thomas will wrap us up. Thanks for joining today. Will do. Thank you, Laurel. Thank you. Ready, go. So in this video, I love this. I'm gonna talk about how entrepreneurs deal with failure and more specifically, the number one way that you can avoid it. So in this video, I'm gonna talk about three specific things that are just critical to handling failure. Number one, what is the strategy that's just gonna handle it? Number two, how to look at the emotional side and avoid making just emotional decisions. How do you get into that logical side of your brain? And the third, how do you need to look at failure so it never stops you in your tracks again? So let's handle those three things. So as we look at failure, the number one thing to do to avoid like processing it as failure is do due diligence. Now, I've talked about due diligence on other videos, but let's dig into it a little bit. So failure is usually the lack of planning in a lot of times, and in a lot of situations, it's absolutely lack of planning. And it's the lack of really picking a good team, which links back to planning. So due diligence, right? So let's just talk about like, what does it take? Number one, is the industry in the segment that you're looking at doing a deal, is it even viable? Like, is it really working or not working? Like I know so many people in 2000, like 
five and six were just, they knew they were at the top of the market, but they were on that emotional train. I gotta buy real estate, gotta buy real estate. Not seeing eight, nine, and 10 coming. We're here again. We're 2021 at this moment, and real estate is on fire post pandemic, and it's going to be more and more like it. Now, how you're gonna fail in it is to not really watch the trends, and that is part of due diligence. Other parts of due diligence is who's on your team. Who are you selecting to be part of your team? Now, I do a lot of real estate in a variety of markets. My theory and theme in living with real estate is I live where I want, but I invest where it makes sense. So very rarely am I investing in the market that I choose to live, because I have lived in the French Quarter, I have lived in Manhattan Beach, California, I've lived in Sausalito, I've lived in Lake Tahoe. So I live where I want, but I invest my millionaire real estate market is Oklahoma City and Norman, Oklahoma, right? So I'm still in the Midwest markets. I'm in Boise because California is leaving in droves, but we got to watch it. Building costs are really high. So I'm just sharing some very personal experiences of watching that due diligence, watching the trend. And who is the team? Do they have enough experience to just not be swept away by the emotion of this runaway real estate train? And yet coming is gonna be all the foreclosures for all of those in the pandemic that did not pay. So a lot is coming in the real estate space, but you gotta be smart. And failing is not an option, is my attitude. So let's talk about some more due diligence, right? Because that is the number one reason, is the lack of planning and lack of due diligence. So let's dig in, do the numbers work? So say you're out there watching my video and you say, I don't know how to look at numbers. Got a lot of people who could look at numbers, right? So find somebody, do not guess, do not learn on the internet some cash flow analysis formula. Find those of us mentors who we do cash flow analysis, we do it in our sleep, we can look at a market, is it viable, is it not viable? And I'm using real estate as an example, but let's take this to other places. Mortgages right now are on fire. Are they gonna stay, are interest rates gonna stay this low? Don't know. Right now you should be really focused on fixed long-term really low interest rate mortgages. You do variable, you're probably gonna get killed going forward, right? What other force, uh, things can you look at to look at due diligence, right? So you look at your team, you look at the vertical market, you look at the numbers, you gotta look at the numbers. What else would you be looking at? You'd be looking at your exit strategy. When are you gonna sell? How are you gonna get out? Right? And a lot of people don't look at the exit. So I could go on and on about the number one, but let's get to number two. The other reason that people fail as entrepreneurs is I'm just gonna say their emotion around it. Like, how do they code it? So first of all, when risk or fear or this emotion around money comes into your life, you code it as risky or failure or something happens, you code it that way. I don't code anything that way. I just chalk it up to interesting learning. So it happens. So if you want to see the rest of that video, you want to go ahead and go to asshole.com slash YouTube. That will give you the final uh, piece of that video. Uh, Steve went ahead and put the link in there. Real quick, before we go ahead and break the call for today, like Laurel said, we do have the event this week. Starts Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific. If you haven't had a chance to, go to askworld.com slash event or call the office at 775-588-9200 to go ahead and sign up and participate. Uh, would love to have everyone there. I believe we only have three more sessions of the Mark 
marketplace in 2021. So for a lot of you who are joining us, gives you the opportunity to make money for the first time or join our graduate marketplace uh, that Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific, as well as our special Saturday session from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific as well, too, uh, to join us this week. So thank you, Steve, for pointing in the numbers there, as well as the links to the YouTube content and the event. On behalf of Laurel Langmar, everyone here at Integrated Well Systems, well, thank you for coming here. You can go to Clubhouse in a few moments to join Laurel there as well, too. Steve will go ahead and put that information into the chat box for those of you who are on Clubhouse. Another great way to hear Laurel talk more about that financial conversation, changing your approach to money. Again, on behalf of everyone here, thank you for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you at the event. We look forward to seeing you next week and taking place in our community. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. This is Laurel. You've been listening to my podcast, Laurel's Real Money Talks. If you'd like the conversation one-on-one with one of my team members, the easiest thing to do is call my office, 775-588-9200. Say, I would like a one-on-one with someone on the team. The other thing you could do just to go get some gifts is go to laurel.club, L-O-R-A-L.club. Laurel.club is a place where you can get a free ticket to the marketplace. You also can bring a guest to the marketplace fill out a profile and get a whole bunch of gifts that we uh, really want to get some feedback. I want you financially literate. The biggest challenge people have isn't that they have a resistance to money. They just don't know about it. So let me help you. And you're here on this podcast, Laurel's Real Money Talk. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.